Right, we're here with Matthew. How are you, Matthew? I'm good, thank you. Uh, now, it's a it's a it's a double whammy. This it's good and bad. Good news, bad news situation, isn't it? Yes. What do you want to do first? What do you want to talk about first? Good news or the bad news? Good news. The good news. Right. The good news is we've got a bed for the night before the Great North Run. Where is it? Sunderland. Sunderland, which we have been informed by a person from Sunderland is within travelling distance of the Great North Run the next day. Yes. Yep. How confident are you that this will work out okay? I'm confident. I feel happy about that part. We're near a train station, yep. which in theory we can then use to get from Sunderland to the Great North Run. Yes. Yeah. You've already sourced the best food in the area. What's the favourite so far? Uh, the Indian Spice Tapas. Yeah, I, that feels like a bad idea. But hey, you've also, and again, full credit for this, we could easily have been, if it wasn't for your intervention, sleeping in a double bed together like Eric and Ernie, Bert and Ernie, lots of men called Ernie, it would appear. But we're, we're separate beds? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then we're back together in the same bed after the run, I'm assuming. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, this is really good. Right, bad news. Good news, bad news. What's the bad news? You've hurt yourself, haven't you? Ah, yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, bad news for now, but will it heal by the time we've got to do this half marathon? Yes. Hopefully. Hopefully. Not hopefully, yes. Needs going? to heal for training. Eh? Needs to heal for me training. When can he reasonably start training again? Running? Maybe a month. Oh, my days. Right. Uh, is that going to be enough time? It's got to be. It's going gonna, it's gonna to have to be, isn't it? Right. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're ricing. What does rice stand for? Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. You, you're told this uh, by a medical professional. Rest? Rest, ice, yep. elevation, and somewhere else in there, I guess. Yeah, I can't remember what the C stands for. No. But put ice on it, put your feet up, rest it. Yeah. And, and then um, you can, what, in a month you can start running again? Potentially next week. Yeah, I think it said next week I can start some exercises if I feel that it can. That they've given me a list of. I'm doing walks down, just very small ones. Right, which is going to be part of your training anyway. So that's yeah. that's vaguely positive. Um, are you you're not concerned by this setback, are you? No. Do you think you should be? Nope. Okay, excellent. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'll um, I'll get back on it. I'm using the time to try and stop eating rubbish. Yeah, I mean, that's also quite a good idea. If you use this as a reset, you look at the food you're putting into your body and figuring out how to make that healthier. Yeah. Okay, and then that's fuel for the training that you'll do in a month's time. I'm just a bit scared that it's a month of training that you've lost. So I'll be starting at the end of May. Yeah. Worst case scenario. Yeah. But I think it'll be at least two weeks. See, instead of two weeks ago was the first time it happened. Yeah. And so the Crocs incident and then a, a goat. Yeah. A goat assault. You went, you better have to speak to a goat and it hurt yourself. Yes. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. So as long as, after this, you don't wear Crocs again and you ignore all goats, we should be good to go. Yes. Were you inspired by the London Marathon? Yes. It was good to see. It was good to see, yeah. yeah. And, oh yeah, speaking of people who do the London Marathon, Mo Farah is kind enough to join us for his last ever race, for our first ever race. That's good, isn't it? It is. So, I don't fancy his chances. No, we'll have to hold back a bit. We don't want to 
Like a shadow. He, I mean, he's a sir. You don't want to embarrass a sir. Blimey. I mean, that's actually quite exciting. It is. Yeah. We might be able to glimpse him from a distance. Yeah. I imagine on the lineups. I'm nowhere near him. What do you mean? Oh, you mean when we set off? Yeah, so that's what we need to research. Yeah, I mean, look for where Mo Farah is, and then we will be sixty. 59,999 people behind him. A hundred percent, yes. Yeah. But it's quite exciting, isn't it? We're running the same... Coach said this, you were running the same track as Mo Farah, just yeah. much worse standard quality of running. That was a yeah. sentence, wasn't it? Right, so, you're going to go put ice on your foot. Yeah. I'm going to start looking at uh, the surrounding areas of our hotel in Sunderland. And it's all going to work out, isn't it? Yeah. Positive thinking. Hopefully, yes. we don't do hopefully. Oh, nervous times. Thanks, Matthew. Be read. Yeah, it will be read. Thanks, Matthew. Bye. Hello, friends, and thank you very much indeed for tuning in. This is the Educators Running Club podcast. My name is Paul. That's an interview we recorded with Matthew um, a couple of weeks ago when he was in the throes of. A double injury whammy. We went through this on the last episode. Uh, and as we mentioned there, there was a footwear-based incident um, and there was uh, a goat-based incident. And this did indeed, as that conversation shows, keep him out of action for a little bit. He didn't seem worried, uh, as you could tell. I was worried that this would severely compromise our efforts to get the Great North Run done. For those of you who are part of our virtual running club on Strava, uh, ERC, VRC, and if you're not, you really should be. It's fantastic, full of fantastic people. If if you're a member of that club, then you will have seen that Matthew has not been slowed down. Post-recovery, he riced, he rested, he iced, he compressed, he elevated, he did all that stuff. And he had a nice sit-down, and now he's back up and literally running. He's been doing a number of runs, he's been consistent with them. He's been fairly happy in doing so, and wherever he's been, visiting family, going to coffee shops, mainly the latter, mainly the coffee shops, um, if I'm honest, he has been committed to running. Uh, We're very, very happy, we're very proud of him, and personally I feel a tremendous sense of relief, because as I say, we've just booked the hotel room um, for the weekend of the Great North Run, and I was concerned that we might have wasted our money and this young man might be too injured to compete, which would then mean, from my point of view, should I still compete? I think I would do it on my own, but I want to do it with my friend, if I'm honest with you. So let's hope my friend continues his recovery. At the minute, fingers really, really crossed. All is going okay in that department. The other thing we've done recently is we've been trying to speak to people who like the coach in a previous episode, have run a half marathon. Not necessarily run a great north run, but have run a great run and have run 21.1k. The next um, person that we spoke to, don't know why it took me so long to get to the word person there. Uh, It's been a long day. The next person we spoke to was a lovely, lovely man by the name of uh, Nathan Robinson. Now, Nathan is a school librarian. What a wonderful job that is. Um, surrounded by books all day, talking about books all day. Very few things could be better than that. And the reason we wanted to speak to Nathan was he's run a couple of half marathons and he has run a couple of half marathons at what turns out to be quite frightening speed. 
but also with somewhat minimal training. Now, as I mentioned in the interview with Nate, Nat, Nathan, man of many names, I was concerned that Matthew would hear Nat's story and think, oh, I don't need to train then. And I think that he doesn't, I do. But Nat didn't. Uh, basically, what he did was he started running. People noticed he was running a lot, and they said he should enter this race, which he kind of entered, didn't really properly train for. Not entirely sure he was aware it was a half marathon, completed the half marathon after quite a few drinks the night before, and <sighs> completed it in, in a brilliant time. Now, the confidence of that, the bravery of that is something that I'm a big fan of. Um, I don't think it will work for me and Matthew. I mean, neither of us drink booze, so the chances of us doing this run while hungover are slim to none. But I just wanted Matthew to get the experience of speaking to somebody who's completed a half marathon um, from a position of not being a half marathon runner, if you know what I mean. The sound quality on this one is not superb. That's entirely my fault. It's not as good as the interview with the coach. Um, you'll notice what I've done to pamper my own ego is I've put the microphone very close to me and not close enough to Matthew or to Nate. Um, I keep calling him Nate. He's either Nathan or Nat. Call him what you like. He's a lovely man. And what he did was he spoke to me and Matthew about his hungover but glorious half marathon attempt. Right, we're here with Matthew. Hello, Matthew. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Now, it's not just me and you. We're joined by a special guest. Who's a special guest today? Who is our special <laughs> guest? Who are you? I am Nathan Robinson, and I'm uh, the school librarian at St. Pete's. That's a fun... Go on. I forgot. You forgot. <laughs> you forgot who it is. Fantastic. Um, that's the best job in the world, isn't it, being a librarian? It's one of them, yes. Yeah. yeah. Since the 100. What are the others? How much far? No. 100% no, sensitive vegetarian. We don't want to talk about books, is that okay? That's fine, yeah. What do we want to talk about, Matthew? Half marathon. Yeah, because you've done how many? Two. Blimey, Charlie. Where? Uh, North Lincolnshire. Okay, now we haven't done a, a half marathon, have we? No. Nope. Should we, we? Would you recommend that we do? Are we, have we made the right decision here? You'll find out afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't my decision or not. That's what worries me. I mean, what I'm interested in is you doing the half marathon with no training, a little bit of training? I uh, I didn't have a training plan as such. I just liked running, just to de-stress after work. So I, I didn't follow any guidance. People were getting into all the, the science of running, and I had not done any of that. I just liked to run after work. And, okay. Um, I like that. You like running after work, don't you? No, yeah, but I like no science stuff as well. You you like ignoring the science stuff. Yeah. Ignore, like, ignore the science. Yes, it's got us. It's got us yeah. as far, hasn't it? <laughs> okay, so would you recommend that we ignore the science? No. no. Okay. So what what makes you better than us, Nathan? <laughs> <laughs> I've done a half marathon. I'm not yeah, that's true. Right. But you are quite rapid, aren't you? Yes, I think. yeah, I think so. I'm, I think I'm faster than I thought I was. Yeah. I, I didn't think I was very fast. It turns out I'm okay. a little bit fast. When it comes to, to the run, when you say no training, did you do literally nothing? I'd run, and that was about it. 
and then just well, people follow trading plans, don't they? They, they do. do. They do like fat like and stuff like that, and, <laughs> and splits and stuff like that. And I don't want into any of that. I just like to run. I started doing fat like after that. It's, I think it's fat like works. So your training plan was just running. Just running, yeah. Just going out for a run, just a bit of a meander, a bit of a jog. I call it jog more than run. Right. But I, I wanted to do a 10k to kind of ease myself into it. So I asked Facebook Land, "Is there any 10ks?" And someone said. No, do this half marathon instead. Your time's good. I think you can do it. So I signed up for it. So it was just your first race? Yeah. Was it a half marathon? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm not worried about my luck. Right, so Matthew's currently injured. He's got a bad ankle. There's a Crocs incident, an incident with a goat. So he's having a, a bit of... A crocodile and a goat. A crocodile and a goat. Okay. A horrible <laughs> series of events, really. Terrible misfortune. But he's having a month off. At max. At max, which will then mean he has only a few months of actual... He, I'm saying, it's we, isn't it? We will have only a couple of months of actual training. Do you think that will be enough based on what you've told us so far? I had, like, a week, so we'll be fine. <sighs> See, now, I, I love hearing that. <laughs> I, I love hearing it, but I worry that you're going to think that's enough That's enough training. Yes, I would like to go running. Right, OK. So, I will run when I can. When you're not poorly. Okay, I, I, I believe you, I think you will. Um, what advice would you give us as a man who's conquered this distance twice? What's your advice for these two fools? Just keep running. <laughs> get, get as much practicing as you can. What's, what's your, your distance? Like? What's, what can, kind of distance can you do? Um, well, what? last summer I did like 13k or something. That's, what's uh, half marathon? About 13k, isn't it? 23. 13 miles. Oh, 30 miles, okay. Yeah. So 21.1k. Okay. You know, then, yeah. That was all thanks to Paddle. Yeah, David Bowie playlist, right? Which you didn't want to stop listening to, so you didn't stop running. Yeah. Um, and now the plan currently is running very often, but small doses mm. and building up from there. Because in that respect, you are following the science, right? Now follow the science. I would fart like it. Now use lampposts. So you're on a bit of a walk, and then you run a bit faster, and you keep going up in gears, get a bit faster, then you slow down again. And so instead of doing a run and just trying to like keep pace, you change your paces, then eventually your paces will become longer. Is that what this word is? I was just going to say <laughs> exactly the same question. Is that what fart like is? Lamppost? Yes, yeah, so that's what I use. I use lamppost to measure it. So you do a bit of a run to a lamppost, then you walk. The next time post arrives, you run again. Yeah, and what you do is you um, increase the number of lampposts each time. So, okay. So next time you go out, instead of doing like five lampposts like in a sprint, you do six. Then you keep upping it and upping it and upping it. And then what you do is one. 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 Start one. Start one. So one to one post. Oh, I'll sprint between two lampposts. How close is your house to a lamppost? No. No, it's still a thing. We'll find out. Yeah. And you keep extending the number of lampposts until each you time. reach. Yeah. So you can kind of stretch yourself a little bit each time. You're pushing yourself. You can't just run at the same pace and expect to get faster. You need to go faster. You see, we're not bothered about speed, are we? We just want to be able to complete yeah. the distance. I mean, it's not an option for me, but... No. no. <laughs> but we just want to make sure we do it. Yeah. Will that help you with the distance? Does that make you a better runner? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good idea, isn't it? You don't have to run that speed all the way but you have that in the tank 
People keep saying to us, but you specifically, Matthew, time on feet. Mm. Just, just even if it's a small bit of time on feet, you're building. I think you've said that you got it in the tank, the fitness in the tank. Yeah. That, that's right, right? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> you'll find out on the day. If you we'll agree. find out on the day. If so you, much we'll find Right, I don't know whether you should follow the science or not follow the science anymore. I didn't I follow the science before. Yep. But while I was accidentally following the science, I think. The, the other thing you did was you had a few drinks the night before, didn't you? Before that. I did, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I think it was, on, it was on a Saturday or Sunday, obviously, and Friday and Saturday were my drinking days. Yes. Days? Evenings. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so you, were you hungover then, doing it? Half- uh, slightly, yeah. Not okay. massively. Squiffy. Squiffy. Not squiffy. Not, not, not retching. Not retching. sick. I think we might be retching. Um, what interests me is, did that provide you with a level of confidence? Perhaps. Misguided. Misguided. Which, yeah. Terrible confidence. Yeah. Because <laughs> we don't drink, Matthew, do we? We don't nope. drink alcohol. So what did, you, uh, what did you eat the night before? Probably pasta, I think. Big, That's recommended, right? Yeah, big bowl of pasta. That, and then, that, that's in the tank then, isn't it? It's there, ready, ready for you to burn off the next day. Those, um, those pizza counters pasta. He said, hopefully, just pizza counters pasta. Brilliant. Carbs, Maybe right? Maybe do half and half. Amazing. The man So you just heard two or meals. Or yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. Um, and the you, day of Nathan, you did. What did you eat? The morning. What's your you, breakfast? You don't obviously don't want a full English. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you had. Probably porridge. Ah, no, he hates porridge. A bit of banana chocolate, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. Peanut butter? Yeah, yeah, good, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Why not? I've had that before, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're not happy with porridge, are you? No, I want to have something real nice. I'm like, yeah, I'm on the run and I've had a nice meal. I think the nice meal is the reward. For me, I don't know, because I don't want to run with a belly full of. I know what would be like a recovery meal. A recovery meal. Patch your back up. I'm not thinking omelette. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, a part part of me absolutely loves your advice. Part of me is now scared that Matthew's gonna do a week of training and eat an omelette and some pasta beforehand and hope for the best. Well, about peanut butter and bagels. Yeah. About yeah, three yeah. of them. <laughs> Why three? Because two don't seem enough. I think it does. I think two's enough, isn't it? Two's enough. I'd say one's enough. Two is still enough because you are, I don't know, you can treat yourself a little bit because you are running half marathon. Three, you risk being sick. <laughs> we don't want to be sick. It's on TV and take right It's live on television and there'll be yeah. a series of photographers taking pictures. You don't want to be famous for that. No. You'll be, yeah. Porridge it is. Yeah. Bland, plain, nothing in it. But the reward, Matthew, comes at the end, doesn't it? That's when you get your... I don't know what you want. Your three bagels, if you want. <laughs> a pizza. Three bagels and a pizza. What's the number one piece of advice that you would give us, first time half marathon runners? What's the best advice you would give us? Don't stop. Right. What if you do really, really want to stop, though? And so just slow your pace down. You can control your pace, so just ease it off a bit. Right. So you just, if you keep on going, if you go to the start line, you just. just Put your engine to you'll just you'll just burn out. Yeah. So you need to kind of pace yourself. 
Pace yourself, Matthew. Pace yourself. But what I do, don't let anyone overtake you because I I got quite competitive. I, I, I'm, right. I don't I don't think I am competitive, but during the race I was. So. But what happens if we somehow end up in front of Mo Farah at the start? <laughs> somehow. Yeah, if we stagger onto the start line at the wrong place and <laughs> just so happen Mo Farah's behind us and we're not going to let him overtake us. And what's in our head is Nathan said, don't let anybody don't overtake let us, yeah. Yeah. even if it's a Mo Farah. Yeah. We can let Mo Farah overtake us, right? Do you want to win or do you want to come second? It's his last race, <laughs> let's give him a break, shall we? He's, he's retiring. I think we might be retiring as well, to be perfectly honest. But, okay, don't stop is the message, Matthew. Yeah. Fart. And fart yeah. lick. Yeah, right. Ease off. If you're feeling the back of the burn, just ease off a little bit. If you have to walk for a little bit, do that. But you need to keep moving just to make get your time up. Okay. Can That's I... my goal, though. What's I your goal? I don't want to walk in half mile. No. No matter how slow I go, I'd rather run. Just do 1% of the walk. Just move around to that thing. Just kind of... Yeah. Although my pace could be a walk to other people, so... Strava classifies it as a walk sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> I have had a run classified as a walk, Just so... do that with your abs. It looks like you're running. Is that not running? I think it'd pass as running. It'd pass as running, yeah. 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 To, again, the cameras would take a picture of you that would look like you were running. Dare we ask what your time was? Uh, I can't remember. I think it was... Under 90 minutes. I'm sorry? Under 90 minutes. Really? Yeah. Crikey, okay. I, I mean, said three hours plus on <laughs> the entry. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? Uh, 90 minutes? That's quite yeah, brilliant. Around, around that, I can't remember exactly, yeah, about that. Wow. So I, I do 10k in about, at the time, I've been at about, about 40 minutes, 42 minutes. Yeah, I mean, for the benefit of the listeners, Matthew's face... Well, my last 5K was 42, isn't it? So. <laughs> but it, it, comparison is a thief of joy. We're not comparing you to anybody else. Well, I'm just picturing the speed is literally double. As in, in impressive. So there's Mo Farrett, then there's Nathan, then there's you. It's all running the same race, right? Yeah. Yep. Thanks ever so much for your time. That's okay. Have you got a book recommendation before we finish? Because you are a librarian, man. Uh, I want to read a minute. I'm reading Wool by Hugh Howey, which is slow but interesting. Like me and Matthew. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point to finish, isn't it? Thanks, Matthew. Thanks, Nathan. No Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Okay, I think there's something in Nathan's advice. I think there's something in that phrase, don't stop, that he meant quite frivolously but I think actually it has a particular meaning for me and Matthew I think that if we adopt that as our mantra and build up that mental toughness to not stop when every part of our body will be crying out to tell us to stop I think that could lead to success I do genuinely think there's something in it I think that Nathan found his half marathon experience to be ridiculously easy I'm under no illusions. I don't think me and Matthew will find it ridiculously easy. I think we'll find it the opposite of that. Um, however, if we just don't stop, I still think we could do it. Despite the difficulty, despite the pain, despite the agony. I think if we don't stop, we can do it. I hope Matthew feels the same. Thank you very much to Nathan for joining us on the podcast. Hopefully I'll get to speak to him again soon um, when he's not busy reading. 
uh, I do enjoy speaking to educators and I do enjoy speaking to educators about things that aren't education. Uh, a lot of the education news that's out there at the moment is very bleak, isn't it? And you can judge the bleakness by the fact that if you search for education news stories online, very often what you find looking back at you is the face of Andrew Tate. Um, that's still very much a thing, by the way. Um, the official guidance the government has given to teachers in schools is not to engage with students, not to have those conversations about Andrew Tate. Now, this feels like pretty bad advice to me. Um, the name's not going away, as I say, and therefore, if that's not challenged, if that's not discussed by people in schools, I kind of worry that we would be leaving open a big space that's only going to be filled by the words of Andrew Tate. Um, Andrew Tate, as you know, was arrested at Christmas on charges of alleged human trafficking, alleged rape and allegedly forming an organised crime group. But since that arrest, as I say, his media profile seems to have, if anything, expanded. So the advice to not talk about it feels wrong to me. If I imagine that you are very sure on who Andrew Tate is, but if you're not, he is technically an influencer online. That's probably what it says on his, his passport. Um, in the real world, if you kind of picture a pound shop Vin Diesel, you're somewhere close to what we're dealing with here. Andrew Tate is what would happen if you got that computer from Weird Science, the 80s classic, and you typed in toxic masculinity and pressed enter. I think you'd get Andrew Tate if you did that. If Pixar made an animated movie about a gift set of Lynx Africa that somehow gained consciousness, but not a soul, they'd probably get Andrew Tate to provide the voice for that character. Another link to education here is that Andrew Tate is the founder of the pretty embarrassingly named Hustlers University, which is where boys are told that they can make thousands of pounds a month through crypto investing, whatever that is, and by earning 48% commission for each person they recruit to become a hustler. I'm not sure if this is what Rishi Sunak had in mind when he suggested that we reimagine our approach to numeracy. Now, any boy in any school near you, they know who Andrew Tate is, and many of them love Andrew Tate because he does things like he smokes cigars, he drives fast cars, and he picks fights online with women who are clearly a lot more clever than he is. Uh, like, like Greta Thunberg, for example. Now, Tate doesn't like Greta because she's not into cigars or fast cars, and she doesn't like people who say things like, I'm not a rapist, but I like the idea of just being able to do what I want. Um, that's a direct quote from Andrew Tate there, by the way. For a lot of boys in secondary schools, the life of Andrew Tate, as he shows on whichever low-rent right-wing version of TikTok he's currently able to use to belch out his content, probably seems like a pretty exciting life. Look, it's Andrew in the gym. Look, it's Andrew counting some money like he's in Scarface. Look, it's Andrew smoking another cigar, you know, like Jimmy Savile used to. For teachers in secondary schools, colleges, the life of Andrew Tate is just another irritating thing that gets in the way of actual teaching, isn't it? Because reports of students just repeating his nuggets of nonsense, they seem to be on the rise. 
And yet, the official advice from the government is, don't talk about it. But just imagine those English teachers who were trying to get their classes to empathise with Eva Smith, only to be met with anger at her wanting a job in the first place when she should be being a loving mother and a loyal wife. That's an Andrew Tate quote again, by the way. Imagine trying to talk to young lads about depression, increasingly important conversation today, but being told that depression isn't real. That's another Andrew Tate quote. Imagine teaching geography and hearing a kid say that it's possible to get on a pedalo in Spain and end up in Africa. Now, that's not a quote from Andrew Tate. Uh, that's a quote from Jay from The Inbetweeners. But it could easily be Andrew Tate, couldn't it? Here's the main reason why Tate is a growing, growing problem for schools. It's because despite him saying that he prefers 18-year-old girls because they are, in his words, fresh. Uh, Andrew Tate is 36 years old. The people he's really looking and taking interest in, they're 14-year-old boys. He's courting vulnerable young men. The boys who are looking for a male role model and a glimpse of a world that's a bit more glamorous than the cost of living nightmare that awaits them when they've done their exams. Schools near you, schools near me, they're full of those boys. However, schools are also full of people who are able to counteract those messages from Andrew Tate. They're full of people who can model what a real adult looks like. People with actual resilience, not manufactured confidence. People who can demonstrate that strength isn't defined by lifting, by smoking, by slapping, but instead by thinking, by listening, by helping. People like you I'm talking about, I believe that they're called teachers, educators. Continue the conversation, I think will be my advice, if it means anything at all. Um, Thank you for listening, by the way. Thank you for listening to me going on there. Thank you for listening to the Educators Running Club podcast. If you want to continue to do so, please do uh, hit subscribe um, on whichever app you use to listen to this podcast on. There'll be another episode before the end of the month, as I say, and then a couple more before the September deadline of the Great North Run. If you'd like to join our club on Strava, we would love you to do so. It's strava.com slash clubs slash ERC VRC please join us there educatorsrunningclub.com that's a website that needs an update by the way uh, it'll definitely happen soon you can also go onto Twitter and follow us and interact with us and send us pictures of dogs on at we are ERC there is a just giving for our um, Great North Run endeavours but I've forgotten what it is again second episode in a row but i'll put full details of all of this stuff in the episode notes for the podcast thank you ever so much for joining us enjoy whatever it is you're doing and please do until the next time we are together please do take care of yourselves and each other in a bit athletes